to the Spiritual Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Isabel, psychic medium, spiritual life coach, and tarot reader. Here, we will talk about spirituality and how to fit spirituality in your busy everyday life in practical ways. We will cover topics like spiritual development, spiritual awakenings, meditation, and other woo topics. And for a bonus, a monthly tarot card forecast for the collective. I hope to empower and inspire you to continue your spiritual path on your journey to your most authentic self. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome to another podcast episode. So a little bit of news here is that I'm changing the podcast name to the Spiritual Mamas podcast instead of Spirit Club because Spirit Club was something very impulsive that I came up with when I started the podcast because I'm very like snap decision, snap judgment making. So I knew I wanted to make a podcast. I just wanted to get it done and have it created so I could start posting episodes. And that was like the first name that came to mind. I was like Spirit Club. That's what it's going to be. And then now as I'm going like through the motions and this is developing a little bit further, I'm like, you know what? That doesn't really resonate with me anymore. So I was like, I want to change it to the Spiritual Mamas podcast. Mainly because I am a mother, a mom of two. And my idea for this was to start talking a little bit more about practical ways to still have your spirituality in your life as a busy either mother or whatever you're doing. You don't have to be a mom, but if you're busy with your like, you know, job, your career, busy just with life in in general, like your social life or things like that, you know, we all have very busy lives and I want to make it more simplistic for people to be able to fit their spirituality in and be able to develop and build and also talk about spiritual awakenings and just have basically a community built here where people don't feel so alone on this journey because it can be very lonesome. So today's topic that I wanted to talk about today is about being in the spiritual closet. And what the spiritual closet is, for those of you who don't know or are a little bit unfamiliar with that terminology, it is for the people who are into spiritual things like astrology, crystals, oracle cards and tarot cards, um, energy healing, meditation, psychics and mediums, you know, things of that nature, things that are metaphysical in a sense. And... It can be really hard for us to talk about that to just anyone. So when I say being in the spiritual closet, this really means that there's maybe only a hand select few people that know about this that you may know personally, or a majority of them are on the internet and you haven't actually met them face to face. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about the spiritual closet. Now, I do want to get into a little bit of my own personal story here, just so You guys can connect and relate to me a little bit more. And just again, just realize that you are not alone on this journey. It can be a very lonesome journey. And again, I'm here to let you know that you are not alone. Now, personally for me, now me as a child, I was pretty, I was pretty spiritual. I was um, very intuitive. However, I didn't know and I didn't recognize it as being that back then when I was growing up. But my first experience was when I was about three years old. I I wouldn't say my first. I feel like my first experience was me talking about my great-grandfather when I was, like, when I could talk. And I would talk about Dave. And that was my great-grandfather.
grandfather's name. Now, nobody ever told me about him at all, but I would talk about Dave and how he, he visits me and how I see him and all that. But I had no idea who this guy was at the time. Um, I remember that like completely shook my grandmother when she heard me talking about her dad. Um, and he passed away before I was even born. But my first spiritual experience was probably in Gettysburg with my grandfather. And we, he had me, we were in the battlefields. Not my other family was there too. My mom and my grandmother was there with me. My grandfather was a very influential person in my life. He was my father figure. Um, I didn't have my dad growing up in my life. Now I do know my dad and I do talk to my dad today. However, he was absent in my life very young. My grandpa filled that void of having, you know, the father figure there. So I was very, very close to him. However, um, when we were at Gettysburg, he had me sitting on this cannon. And this is my first time feeling something clairsentiently, which is clear feeling. It's the psychic feeling. It's the gut feeling for those of you who are unfamiliar with the clairsenses. And um, now, obviously, this wasn't a gut feeling. However, spirit communicated to me the way that they passed away. And I'm assuming this was a soldier that was shot in the eye because I got a lot of eye pain. And I started crying and I was freaking out. And they had to take me out of Gettysburg until the pain just stopped. And nobody knew what happened. Nobody knew what that was about or anything. I actually have it tattooed on my arm um, as a memory of my grandfather. He passed away in 2020. But it was my grandfather, me, and then I was sitting on the cannon. And he's also a big influence in my spiritual life now. It kind of got me started back on the spiritual path. Um, because again, I was very, like I said, I was very spiritual. I was very intuitive at a young age, um, until I had an experience that scared me when I was about 10 years old, where I heard spirit, not in my head, like out loud, I heard this heavy breathing and it scared the crap out of me, like literally scared. I mean, obviously that's a little bit, it, if you being that young and so impressionable and you hear something that you don't see. And it's so loud and heavy and just creepy. <laughs> of course, I was like, I was scared. So at that point, I made my mind up that I don't want to, I don't want to hear spirit. I don't, I don't have anything to do with spirit at all. They scare me. And I watched enough ghost shows and ghost TV to be afraid of it. Even though it's like, I know that there was, I, I was a big fan of Sylvia Brown. And I loved seeing her connect with like people who passed away and stuff like that. And I knew that there was like life after death and I knew there were spirits. But I didn't want to hear it like that. <laughs> that freaked me out. So again, I turned it off. And from there, I lived like basically my preteen and my teenage years up until early adulthood. Um, intuitive in a sense, but I wasn't on the same spiritual path. I was very much just going my own way, just trying to figure things out. Now, when I, from a, also from a very young age, I'd say about my teenage years, I already had this mindset of I was going to have my first kid at 25 and I'll tell you a little bit about that is because my mom had me when she was 25 um, and I thought it would be like quarter so it's like 25 25 25 so when I'm 25 my mom's 50 when my my kid would be 25 I'd be 50 my mom would be 75 and I thought that was the coolest thing however I did have a kid when I was 25 and I already knew from there I was going to be a stay-at-home mom I was very entrepreneurial mindset. However, I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. I was just kind of dabbling and trying a whole bunch of things. So one of the first things that I did was the multi-level marketing 
Um, and it's the, the, that is like the people who message you on Facebook or Instagram and they're like, Hey, I have this coffee. Would you like to try it? It'll help you lose weight and just try to sell you these products. That's what I was doing for a couple months. And then I soon realized I was like, that's, that's not me. That's not for me. So I quit doing that. And then I did something that was truly my own. And that was a e-commerce store. I was actually drop shipping um, baby clothes. I did. I had a baby boutique where I would ship baby clothes. And I thought it was cool because I had a daughter and I thought it was really neat. And I had this backstory to it. And then I was like, okay, that's not me. Also, when 2020 came around, that is when I started really going through my spiritual awakening. And that was one of the worst years of my life. That's when my grandfather passed away. It was like smack dab right in the beginning of the new year in January. My daughter's birthday was on the 9th, January 9th. And then on the 14th, my grandpa passed away. And this was the day before. I remember they were at Tennessee. They just got back home. And I remember I was going to go and pick up my daughter because she was over at my grandparents' house. My mom was there kind of house-sitting, watching the animals. She had my daughter over there and waiting for them to come home. And I was making a playlist because I was also going to get married that year in 2020. It was supposed to be in April. My grandfather was going to walk me down the aisle and all that. I was getting the playlist ready, the mother of uh, the not the mother-daughter, um, the father-daughter songs ready so I could do the dance. And I remember thinking in my head, I'm like, I should go, you know, say hi to my grandparents, welcome them back, and pick up my daughter. And for some reason, I was like, oh, no. My mom offered to bring my daughter back home, so I said, okay, let's do that. So then um, the next day, it was like 5 o'clock in the morning, and my phone's going off, and my husband woke me up he's like your phone is going off like crazy and then we heard this loud bang at the door and we rushed downstairs my mom I saw it was my mom and my grandma that called me and they were like call us back right now and I was like oh my god what happened um I knew this was something bad (laughs) but I didn't know what at the time until I went downstairs and I opened the door and I remember I was in the kitchen and my mom told me hey grandpa just passed away and it was super sudden and um I still get really choked up about that, talking about it years later, but um, it was so sudden and so unexpected, and I was so hurt because I was just making that playlist, and I had to delete the playlist because I was like, I can't even handle this right now. Again, my grandfather was a huge influence in my life um, for many reasons, and so through 2020, first that happened, but I never really had the grieving process. I never really got to go through the full grieving process because that year was so messed up after he passed away COVID came like soon after that and we were all on lockdown now my husband I can't remember if I mentioned this in any other episodes and I really don't like talking about it however he has addiction issues Um, he struggles with alcoholism and you know I will never say anything um, really bad or to trash him or anything like that because things are what they are and this is a struggle that he has to go through and I am here to help support but I don't want to get too close um, now when I was still in the grieving process and he was going downhill this is around the time where he ended up hitting about rock bottom um, it was really hard for us 
Um, so I really didn't have that grieving process. And I was still trying to get ready for the wedding and get that all set up for April, which ended up falling through anyway. And we didn't get married in April um, just because of COVID. So then it was about June or July when I decided to get a mediumship reading. This was about six months after my grandpa passed away. And I didn't wait six months for any particular reason. I do know that mediums say wait six months before getting a reading for your loved one. Um, however, that wasn't the case of why I got it six months after. But I got the reading. And this woman, to this day, I love her to death. She's actually one of my mentors. I mentored with her this year, actually. And I absolutely love this woman because she gave me so much healing and so much validation that my grandfather was still here with me. Um, she knew that he passed away suddenly. She knew it had something to do. Uh, she was, we didn't know how he passed away, but she got the idea of something that I intuitively picked up and thought of. I thought it had something to do with the heart. Um, and she also got that he was like a smoker and had military affiliation and brought up some really amazing memories that only me and him would know that we just shared. And, you know, it was kind of like secretive to us. Um, and it was just incredible. I absolutely love the reading. It brought me so much healing. But at the end of that reading, I asked her about my own spiritual abilities. Basically, am I psychic too? Because I had all these previous experiences. And she was like, yeah, she was like, she can sense that I was, she sensed that I was an old soul. You know, obviously I had a lot of lives here on earth plane or whatever. And, um, she said that I'd probably develop, if I start developing, I'd probably develop a lot faster than other people. And she just kind of gave me advice to start with some workshops or mentorships. And this is before she was even offering mentorships. But um, just to start there and start educating myself about these abilities. So that's what I started doing. And I would read little books, take a couple little courses here and there. But it wasn't until December when I decided to take a workshop. It was clairvoyance and mediumship. And I surprised myself. I was really nervous because I actually had to demonstrate um, with people and practice with people, like one-on-one, -on -one, face to face. It was over Zoom, and I was so—I <laughs> felt so um, awkward and shy. But I did really well, and I actually really surprised myself. So that was in beginning of December after that it was Christmas time and I remember we were all opening presents we were at my sister-in-law's house and my niece ended up getting a game and it was like would you rather and she started pulling out cards and reading them and one of the questions were would you rather have a photographic memory or would you rather be psychic and my husband blurted out he was like well I'd rather have a photographic memory because psychics don't exist and I was like whoa <laughs> Like, that was a low blow, especially since I've been, like, secretly developing for the past couple of months. And then he said that. And I was like, well, crap. <laughs> and um, so that kind of gave me a little bit of resistance of telling him about this. Also, the fact that he is Catholic. And, I mean, I'm Catholic as well. However, obviously, I do this on the side. But it's just something that isn't very widely accepted, especially in the Christian community. So I had resistance there. Now, later in 2021 is when I decided to do another mentorship. Um, this was a six-week mentorship for mediumship. And I was doing that all like kind of behind the scenes, secretive. Um, and then 
me and my husband, because of the alcoholism, we ended up, we actually, we, I know I said that our wedding got postponed in April, but we got married in September of 2020. Um, so then in 2021, I did another mentorship, like I said, and the alcoholism started back up with my husband. He did go to rehab, but then he relapsed and that was really hard. And I didn't feel like dealing with it. And just for the safety of me and my daughter, um, emotionally, mentally, and physically, we decided to get out. Um, so I was living with my mom for a little bit. And that's when I really started getting really deep in the spirituality and stuff. Not really thinking about having my own business at the time, but I wanted to dive deeper into it and practice more. So that's what I was doing. And then one thing I was like, I was like, well, I really need to find something that's going to be able to bring income because I didn't know what the future was going to hold for me at that point because, you know, my marriage and stuff seemed like it was kind of going down the drain already. Um, so I was like, I might be a single mom and I was just trying to prepare and I was like, I need an income to come in. So I started getting into real estate and that <laughs> was not my thing at all. I was like, I don't like this. I was forcing myself to try to get into it. I got maybe like quarter way through the courses until I just kind of gave up. And I'm like, screw it. I don't like it. I can't keep my mind focused enough to do this work. And then my e-commerce store, I also dropped off. I was like, I don't have a passion for fashion. I don't care for fashion. So I dropped that because it's like, I need to have the passion and I need to have the soul behind it to be able to be committed enough to keep it up, to make a business out of it and to make a living out of it. So I, I put all those things aside and I decided I'm going to go straight into my spirituality. And that's what I started. I started an Etsy shop. And at the time I maybe had like three readings up there. It was like a general psychic reading, a love reading, and then something like a spirit guide reading or something. And um, I started getting people to come through. And I was super excited. I was getting really good reviews and it made me feel really good. Now, that was the start of me going into my spiritual closet. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing this for a living. It's not just a hobby. Um, and I'm not really telling people about it. And when I started mentoring, again, I, got, I had a teacher that was teaching me about how to promote your Etsy shop. And one of the ways was to get on Facebook and find these little marketplaces. Like there was metaphysical marketplaces, there were spiritual marketplaces where you could post your listings on there. And that's what I was doing. Now at the time I didn't know that there, there was private and there was public groups. But at the time I didn't know the public groups literally shared the stuff that I was posting on that group that literally none of my friends and family were a part of, but still posted it and said, hey, Isabella posted in the spiritual marketplace and this is what she posted and had my whole listing. I didn't know that. Actually, the person who brought it up was my grandma. She's like, oh, I saw your post on Facebook. And I was like, what do you mean you saw my post on Facebook? And she was like, oh, yeah, it's this one. She kind of got a little bit scared when I like kind of freaked out a little bit. because I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, because I'm still in the spiritual closet, I don't want people to know about this, you know? So I got on and I immediately deleted all the ones that were on public spaces. And then I just posted in the private ones. And if I can post anonymously in the public ones, that's what I do. And then I remember later then I actually went on a girl's trip in Maryland with my friend and we were walking down this one aisle, uh, not aisle, this one street. And there was a palm reading 
shop that was up. And I was like, oh, we should go get our palms read. And she's like, I'm not into that. I don't believe in that stuff. And I was like, oh, oof. So I let it go again, putting more resistance into me being in the spiritual closet. So then <laughs> she's actually one of the friends that found my Instagram page, my business page for my spirituality and my, my psychic business and all that stuff. She, this is two days ago, she messaged me, she screenshotted my business page and she sent it to me and she was like, girl, what? I was like, mm, so I read tarot cards and a lot of, you know, woo woo stuff. And she was like, why didn't I know about this? And I was like, because I was, and I explained the, about me being in the spiritual closet and I'm just not open about telling people about it because it's not just, it's something People don't really talk about. It's not really widely accepted. I wish I could normalize that. And that's actually kind of my plan too. Um, hence why I have this podcast to having a community. Um, but I do want to help people get out of the spiritual closet, but I need to help myself get out of the spiritual closet too. But, you know, Instagram and Facebook outing me like that does not help. And she was like, that just surprised me. And it shocked her to see that because I've told her a lot of personal things that I have not told anybody yet. This is something that isn't even really nearly to the extent of the things that I've told her. And I kept it a secret. I keep it a secret from everybody. And I let her know that. And then I have family members that out me too, <laughs> namely my grandmother. <laughs> and I love her to death. Don't get me wrong. Um, she's the sweetest person and she means so much to me. However, she's very proud. She's very proud of what I've done and what I've accomplished so far in the business and my mediumship abilities and all of that. And we had family from Tennessee come up and it was my great aunt and then two of my cousins. Now, my, my younger cousin was out playing with my daughter while the older one, um, she was just having a conversation with me and same with my great aunt. We were all having a conversation. My grandma was sitting there and then randomly it's like, she was itching just to say this, but she blurted out. She was like, Oh yeah. Isabel is a psychic medium and she can talk to dead people. Tell her some of the readings that you did. And I was like, Oh my God, grandma. Ugh. So then I had to share some stories, but I have such anxiety with it that I just drew a blank and I couldn't even think of any stories until at the time. And it was really awkward, <laughs> but again, it just puts a little bit of resistance in for me of me not wanting to come out of the spiritual closet, especially since this isn't something I openly will just go and tell somebody of like, you know, somebody asked me like, oh, what do you do for a living? You know, I used to be a social worker, so this is weird for me to, you know, say, oh, I'm a psychic medium and I can talk to dead people. Like, that's just weird for me. Um, so I'm uncomfortable with it at the point, except that I'm not trying to not be my authentic self or not own up to that because I do but I'm not open to telling other people about this yet but that is a little bit of my personal story and also just adding a little bit more to that is that I have a it's, it's more personal I guess ego based for me with my e-commerce shop and the multi-level marketing, and then especially the real estate, these were all little business ventures that I was super excited to tell people about. And I put in the public eye that did not go through and it did not fulfill and I wasn't successful at it. Again, it's just because I didn't have the drive and I didn't have the motivation and it was not my thing. That's why it never worked out. I didn't have the passion behind it. You need that passion. Now, this is something I'm passionate about. However, I don't want to tell people that this is what I'm into only because 
I feel like that would be even more like, oh, Isabella must have went off the deep end now. <laughs> like, I don't want to put that into people's like heads. I mean, like, yeah, this could just be a hobby. They don't have to know that I'm doing this like as a business, but that's lying at that point. If I say I'm just doing this as a hobby because I'm not. And I feel for a lot of people, now we naturally, we want to connect, we want to perform, we want to feel a part of things. So this is something, again, that isn't widely accepted. So we hold back and we resist that urge to tell people because we're afraid of judgment, we're afraid of rejection, naturally. And I feel like that's something that I go through as well, is that fear of rejection. And I feel like other people also naturally go through this, is the fear of rejection of their friends, their family, especially if you come from a Christian background like I do. Um, You're possibly worried that they won't accept you for you being your authentic self. And that hurts. And then there's also that fear of judgment of them thinking in your head like you know oh what are they going to think of me and them actually thinking like oh well they definitely went off the deep end or that's really crazy like they need to get some help and they just make you feel like this is some type of mental illness that you you are crazy or you know and again this is us sharing these things or opening up to the wrong people who are not open to this type of lifestyle or this type of interest and they don't understand now Another part of it is I feel like us not wanting to own or accept who we are authentically, you might be fighting with that. Like we have to almost decondition ourselves to society because society only teaches you to be one way, not to be this way. So this is weird. This isn't normal. And that's what I feel like we try to disown ourselves and say, well, that, that can't be me. And we fight with ourselves because we know deep down that we are truly immersed and we're truly passionate about this. And we truly have a very high interest level in our spirituality and the things that we do. Yet it's so hard for us to connect because we don't really have that many people to connect to. Therefore we resist and we stay inside that closet. So I wrote a couple things down about, trying to get out of the spiritual closet, which I'm going to also work on. And I can't wait to have the podcast episode when I tell you I did it. (laughs) And I just told everybody. But the first thing is acceptance. It's acceptance of yourself. Okay. Accepting that this is you. This is what you enjoy. And while you accept yourself, you also need to realize that this is your journey. This is your life. This is nobody else's life. So why let other people's opinions and judgments of you influence your acceptance of yourself or telling you that you're on the right path or you're on the wrong path? Like it's nobody else's judgment other than yours. Like you, again, you run your own life. This is your life. You need to accept yourself. You need to own yourself, own your authentic self and every ounce of it, of who you are. And that's very powerful to acknowledge that and say, I need to own myself because this is who I am. I'm not the person that everybody tries to tell me I am. I know deep down who I am. And this is it. So you need to have that type of acceptance. You also need to understand that others won't understand. 
so talking to people about your spirituality, talking to people about crystals, talking to people about tarot or psychics or oracle or Reiki or any of that, people aren't going to get it. And that's okay. People aren't going to understand what it is. And it's not your job to explain to them what it is. If they really have an interest, they can search it themselves. They can do their own research. You don't have to explain. You don't have to, you don't even have to really tell anybody. And I mean, I get that this is the point of getting out of the spiritual closet. So I'm not going to tell you not to tell anybody. Tell people when you feel right, when you feel inspired to tell someone, when you feel comfortable to tell someone, because I get that things are, a lot of things are getting out of your comfort zone and that's important, but wait until you're ready. So again, acceptance and understanding that people won't understand is important. And then also another thing, other than, you know, those two is to write a letter. And this is something my mentor told me is to write a letter to yourself, write a letter to the people that you want to come out to about your spirituality and just put it in words of what you would say. And you don't have to give it to them. You don't have to, you know, do this, but at least practice. Practice what you would say, practice the thoughts that come through and expressing those thoughts and, you know, how you feel. And again, like, this is something that you don't have to do. Like, you write it and you give it to them. You don't have to do it immediately. This can be a week from now. This can be a month from now. This can be six months from now. This can be a year from now when you would actually decide to tell them either face-to-face or you can give them the letter. It doesn't matter. However, I would probably recommend telling them (laughs) face-to-face. Again, if it's in the right circumstances and if you feel comfortable enough to do so. But I mean, I am really big on letter writing where it's like if I have something to say to my husband, like say we just get in an argument and I have something to say, um, I do better sometimes writing it on a piece of paper and then giving it to him and expressing my feelings than telling him face to face. Um, Because sometimes I just can't get my thoughts out of my mouth the way I want to. So I write it on paper because it's a lot more, (laughs) I can do it better. You know, I can express myself better on paper sometimes. So write a letter um, to the people that you want to come out to about your spirituality. I feel like it's a good um, practice to do just to get comfortable about it, but ultimately just owning who you are, owning your authentic self and being your authentic self and knowing that there's no wrong in that and that people again are going to judge you no matter what, no matter what you do. So if they think you're 